Hello and welcome to the only footballing podcast that isn't sponsored by a betting company. It is the DN35 podcast. I forgot our name for two seconds, but I'm not replaying it because I'm not going through Don Noble. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to sponsor the podcast, please do because we're running out of food and bog roll. Um, Yeah. Welcome, Henry. How are you? Um, Well, I have a slightly runny nose and you have a dry cough, so we're all doing swimmingly down south. (laughs) If anyone um, can, can I just say this is since this is the second time we're using our fancy new recording method, and this is the first time in what? How long have we been doing it? About four years. It's I've longer than I heard, thought. I've actually heard the intro being played, so that was <laughs> I was the the suspense was killing me. Did you even? We actually paid for that as well, didn't we? Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did years ago. I think we paid like twenty quid. <laughs> Not for the Simpsons bit that 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 they can sue us. That's just illegal. Yeah, that's a legal, that's a legal issue for our legal team when we find out we have a legal issue, and then we find a legal team, <laughs> which will probably be Craig. Um, so, all is well in the world, is it not? Apart, I mean, yeah, apart, apart, we only ever do this when we um, when everything's shit, which in the recent years has been most of the time. So, so much material when we're shit, though. I know. What what can we say? We beat Scuddy and everyone had a great time. The end. <laughs> <laughs> the ginger pig absolutely bottled it in front of all the town oh, fans. Oh, I, I did love that. In, in so many ways as well. They, I don't think they recorded a shot on target. I know there was some stats going around saying the XG was pretty similar, but I think they came from shots through to, uh, a crowd of town defenders and I think it hit Pollock in the face and Van Veen had a had a free kick that went wide but it was just they it were glorious and they were I think ineffectual every, I, think, I think everyone woke up actually quietly confident because like let's be honest scunny a shite yep like i mean they've appointed russ wilcox which has to be one of the least inspiring managerial appointments of the season for them oh imagine I mean, you've he's, gone from- he's, he's managed them once and they were shit and then he's come back whilst they're shit and they're still shit it sounds imagine. a lot like it sounds a lot like Russell Slade coming back here, doesn't it? <laughs> but imagine going from having Paul Hurst and his interviews. I mean, we are now graded on a curve now. We've got Holloway, but imagine having him. I mean, let's be honest. We all love the guy to an extent, but his his uh, interviews were hardly worth the wait. I'm still just. Um flabbergasted Alex that you just said we all love the guy about Paul Hurst <laughs> to an extent it's a nuanced relationship isn't it I oh, mean we were married dear. for seven years there's going to be cracks we were we were bring Paul should, should we just yeah should we just go back to uh, like the Chester 2-2 game where we bottled it because then we can have a rant <laughs> we really did bottle that game oh yeah that was terrible it wasn't did. that Jester's at Chester Jester's at Chester it certainly was Oh dear. Yeah. We need a themed away day again. That's, well, this is that what should be our podcast campaign, a themed away day. I think so. I mean, I I was happy, I was I was lucky enough to help Trev Hewson organize Operation Mariachi Band because the money went into my account and it was resting there for a while. Um 
if no how's one gets that, that f- how's that slightly bigger house in older shots <laughs> for a grand <laughs> <laughs> i can buy toilet paper and that's it because anyone who's seen that video on twitter or social media of those people clambering in a costco for a toilet roll that was my costco two minutes up the road was um, it you getting aggie were you just at the front just, it's not like this up north. Up. We use eyes on paper and dot laid, dot <laughs> dot leaves. No, we usually go. Do you know what? We go there on a Saturday usually because my lad has swimming first thing in the morning. Then he has football in the in sort of eleven o'clock, and we've got like an hour or so where we've got shit all to do and we can't go home. We'll tend to go there. The queue was about four hundred like four hundred yards long to get in. It was like Wembley tickets all over. Just a side I know, note. I know. Like I mean. We could turn this into the coronavirus podcast, but the BBC actually beat us to it today. Did they so really do it? Ad- yeah, there's, I saw an advert for the coronavirus <laughs> podcast. So well, we can't even make the joke and become that anymore because the BBC will come for us. That's true. Well, we did. If you want to know, I did a security show last week, which is quite not hush hush. Everyone knows it goes on, but you have to be invited to attend. And the people I was having to show around, I wasn't allowed to shake hands. We were doing a thing where we waved our feet at each other. You so you kind of like <laughs> wig, like doing a half-assed hokey-cokey by just wiggling your toe at each other. It uh, was... Or a fi- or, or a, an elbow bump. Yeah, we've been bumping elbows at work, it's, yeah. Which is very entertaining. But, I mean, I work with a lot of French people and they're very touchy-touchy, so it's actually quite a welcome relief that I can tell them to fuck off. <laughs> it's... And then all you do though is you just get you do this and then you go oh yeah show me this product show me this uh, this counter drone measure that you've got and then they'll pass you it that everyone else has been touching and no one has cleaned for a week uh, so yeah it's a bit like five aside I wasn't we weren't shaking hands at the end of the game even though I just spent uh, forty five minutes grabbing this bloke's shirt and trying to rip it off his back because he was far too quick for me. I mean, the coronavirus really is fucking us up as well because we can't even talk about future fixtures that we've got to come for the rest of the season because they'll all be bloody postponed yeah but let's be honest is our season done yes totally and utterly i mean the only thing that i've got now is i'd quite like to finish above forest green we're two points ahead behind them i think we were 21 points behind them when holloway came in came in i think i think my target is it'd be good if we could sneak into 12th and just sort of be in that first page of the table oh do you know what i'm i'm terrible then i'm i'm aiming for 10th Oh right, oh, you're you're over the optimist. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm aiming 12th. for tenth. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Carlisle on Saturday, which is meant to be a women's and an exiles game. Which an exile game was I kind of was promoting that for a long time. I think it's a great idea, mostly because I want to get a cheap ticket. But it's a good opportunity to take a crowd back to Blundell Park for a game that would probably get four and a half thousand if if we're doing well. Uh, fill it. Everybody makes an effort to go. The trust can have an event on at that day. It's probably fallen at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, it's fallen just as... I mean, let's face it, we've won our biggest game of the season on Saturday. And we're going to put in some sort of national travel ban before then. It'll be it'll be reminiscent of when um, there was the petrol strikes and uh, we took three people to, uh, to Burnley who could actually uh, scrounge together enough petrol to get there and back. Oh dear, this bloody virus. Oh well. So 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 yeah. In summary, I mean, my only contribution to the Carlisle game, sadly, I can't make it because, um, funnily enough, I'll be in Cumbria. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh well, then we've got Cambridge. Yeah, which I will be attending. Yeah, where and then we at Cheltenham, which I'd like to go to because I've never been. 
I, the... I'm I'm eyeing up a trip to Cheltenham actually. Yeah, I feel, I feel just... like I've got unfinished business there. I can take you to GCHQ. They've got a Greg's. Um, that sounds delightful. <laughs> I would rather go to Weatherspoons. Oh well, I mean but, it's got a Greg's, but it's a it's a it's a really good train journey. Um, Cheltenham, you could get rather pissed from London to Cheltenham in the time it takes you to get there. I'm really tight. I use, I've got my little diesel that takes like it takes uh, it gets like 600 miles to a tank or something. Oh, so, well then, so then that's out the window. This is going well. I can just drive it? you. I can just drive you anyway. Yeah, I'll do a port challenge. <laughs> and then um, uh, we've got Plymouth at home. No, thank you. Uh, no, New- I mean no, we're probably going to lose that like two 0 because they're chasing the the top yeah. spot or whatever. Well, well, we've got so many teams that are chasing top spots. Cheltenham, and Ca- Carlisle, and Cambridge aren't, are they? No, Cambridge have um, really slumped recently. Mm, the managerless Cambridge, isn't it? Are they still managerless? Because uh, we both thought that Hurst would join them. I thought that, yeah. It was Max Rushton for a while, wasn't it? Um, what, that he was going to manage them? <laughs> well, he was on the the odds. Uh, um, Cambridge United, let's have a quick look. Uh, manager. <laughs> no, they've, uh, it's still got Colin Calderwood down on Wikipedia, so that's wrong. Um so then Carlisle... Ten people, ten people go and watch them and it shows. Yeah, exactly. Cheltenham... Chasing automatic promotion, as are Plymouth. Newport are chasing the playoffs, as are Port Vale, aren't they? Um, yeah, Port Vale are like ninth or something, I think. Yeah, they're within the shout. And then we have Walsall, nothing to play for, but it's Daryl Clark and he's a knobhead. Yeah, already beating them away. That was that was one of the jolly highlights. That along with Exeter, I think that yeah, earlier away was true. Yeah, I was a ha- yeah. We hammered them. First, didn't we? first, first win there in like a hundred years as well. Something ridiculous, wasn't it? Was it really? Yeah. It well, was, it's a bit yeah. like the Scunny one where we haven't beaten them in the league since the seventies because we were far too good to ever have to play them. So uh, I I think um, seeing as we don't really have much left to play for, there's not that many games. Really, the only game that we need to sort of reflect on. Is the Scunny game? So, Alex, you you watched it. Um, what was your what was your main thoughts watching it, other than just pure joy and um, hilarity? I thought we were pretty dominant, really. I th- I was really impressed with how we performed. Um, the first goal we scored that was obviously something they've been working on. They tried that in the first half as well, uh, trying to just sort of turn on the edge of the box and flick it into the far post, uh, and uh, it nearly came off. Uh, it's obviously something they're really aware of, but. And we were apart from sort of a twenty-minute period towards the end of the first half. We had total control of the game. I thought um, we restricted them to zero shots on target. Uh, I was just—it did seem like there was a throwing down Glennon's side every thirty seconds, uh, and it was a shame it wasn't the other end because I think Max Wright had the absolute number of Bothroyd. He was turning him in and out any chance he got, uh, and it's a shame we didn't get to see more of that in the first half. But I thought we were pretty rampant. What about you? Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty comfortable, really. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any point in the game, really, where I thought, oh, shit, oh, shit, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which, for a, for a local derby, normally you have a few sort of heart-in-the-mouth moments where you're like, oh, God. But but I didn't really get that. I think I think the only really source of frustration was sort of having, because I, cause I didn't, didn't manage to make the game, um, was having Tom Newey spout, utter shite over the radio and oh. Mike White alongside him agreeing with every word he said I don't 
I, I, I understood why they got Tom Newey on because he'd obviously played for both clubs, but he was so scunny. He was, he was just dreadful. Sorry, like the man just chatted absolute <laughs> shit. So scunny. He was. Are you dead yet? Yeah, yeah, nearly, nearly. I'm in isolation. I can do podcasts on my own. Um, but yeah, he was so scunny, and he was v- ranting about Waterfalls Challenge. I'm like, hang on a minute, Tom. I've seen a lot of your challenges in the last twenty years of my life, and. 35% of them have been dreadful and the other sort of 65 you didn't even get anywhere near the bloke in the first place no, no and then he's talking about the delivery the quality of deliveries into the box and it's like well watching Tom Newey for a few years lump it down the lower fender stand not able to keep it on the fucking pitch yeah exactly and um, I thought they were really rough on Glennon especially he had three rough challenges on him has it been confirmed if he's broke his foot or not no, I don't think he has. Good. But he'd been he'd been roughed up three times by three different players. And they'd left it in late. They went in heavy. They went through the back of him. I thought it was pretty pretty thuggish by Scunny, really. I know Waterfall... Uh, they had an argument with Waterfall's challenge where he got booked and they wanted him to go off. But at the same time, both of those players were stretching for the ball. Yeah. It wasn't the same as their guy who... Wasn't he... Isn't he like a honey... Uh, a Scunny... Uh, Born, born and bred lad yeah, who came what, on after four his, minutes. What was his? What was his name? Levi. Levi. Oh, Levi Sutton. That's it. Yeah, he's a he was a scunny fan because he he was um, he was uh, playing for them at our, at our game sort of just before Christmas, and there was a big thing on on Humberside about him, and then he he came on the pitch, and two minutes later he was off. Yeah, it was a pretty silly challenge. I don't know if it should have been a red, but. No, I mean, well, Tom Tom Newey certainly didn't think it was a red. Obviously. Well, if Tom Newey thought it was a red, it's a red all day. But the the sweetest, the whole sweetest part about Tom Newey and Mike White commentating was the fact that they sounded like they were going to cry at the end. I know it was brilliant. It was so good, and um, and I mean you you're quite nice about Mike White because he's all a bit of an NFL nerd, isn't he? Like you, yeah, but he's a bit of a weird NFL nerd. Like he's a bit of an annoying follow on Twitter for NFL. I can't. Oh, is he? Don't really like him. Talks no. about Scunny a lot. Talk. Wow. Well, no. Talks about shit. Okay. I'm saying shit a lot tonight. I, That's I, all right. You I talk. You apologize. say shit as long as much as you want. You say shit yeah. as much as you want. Um. So yeah. So that was a highlight for me. Um. And. Oh, now I've forgotten what I was going to say, Alex. Sorry. That's all right. You could cut that bit. Or don't bother. Whatever. I'm not cutting it. Raw, raw uninterrupted. We podcasting. we do this raw, and that's why I've got a soundboard now, so we can do it. And I can't even. I don't even have to put in the intro post edit, so I can just whack it up, whack it up, my friend. It's going to be so much easier, and I don't have to sit there editing ed- editing levels terribly. No, beautiful. Did you did you enjoy the um, ginger pigs going around the way end? I did. I, I know Jack was very excited by the idea of getting loads of those little chart on ones, but it never came off. I was also I was loving the aggro on the side of the pitch when uh, their guy got sent off and Limbrick and Ben Davis going like bulldogs at them. Getting yeah. a, getting an old Kevin Pressman. Kevin Pressman, I didn't know he was in Scunny. Kevin Pressman's at Scunny. He is, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Giving it all that. I mean, yeah, well, bloody Tom Newey in that again. Were just going off at that point. They were saying how disgraceful our bench were. They won't even mention how bad the tackle was. Yeah, exactly. Right in front of them as well. And this is after hot drinks had been thrown at town players. 
yeah, I mean, absolute classy bunch of fans, and and that was my other highlight. This is why where my mind went went black a minute ago was um, Mike White was saying how good it was to see such a good crowd of six thousand in uh, at Glamford Park. Bearing in mind two thousand two hundred of those were town fans, so and they managed then... to get they managed to get four thousand home fans for a fucking derby game, and they thought that was good. And not to mention that photo that we all have all seen of Charles Vernon celebrating and the uh, middle fingers going up in the crowd behind him. I can spot at least six town fans in the background. Two, uh, three people I recognise, and the other three are grinning like Cheshire cats. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So, the, so the other main question is: there's actually a load of really good photographs taken at, at the game. So, which one is your desktop background? Oh, I don't have. I what my uh, my work? I can't have it. I'm not allowed. Uh, but any, it would any. be, it would be the Charles Vernon uh, Gareth Bale copy. It's a beauty. Oh, I've gone for the Luke Waterfall and uh, Max Wright in the background shushing them. Oh, Max Wright was going off on one, wasn't he? It was oh, brilliant. Max Wright and Matty Pollock, what legends! <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Max I mean, Wright was kissing the badge. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this actually. Like for, for a club that's had such a, um, a turnover of players from sort of all over the place um, all of a sudden then at, at our biggest derby game away from home we had one lad who grew up in Caister yeah Waterfall who's played for every club in the county yeah two youth team players who were Grimsby through and through uh, who, are, who are they? Macca Max, and Max, Max Wright and Matty Pollock yeah Matty, so Matty Pollock was actually oh, uh, so he, he came off the bench yeah so he was born in Redhill but I think he Went to school in the Nunny. So, right. but but he came through the youth team. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. And 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 then you got Harry on the bench. Yeah. And then you had Macca, who's been at the club about ten years, in goal. So it's like yeah. all of a sudden you got a load of local connections playing for you in a game that means a lot, and you obviously know it means a lot to the players, and I think that makes a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. And we've also got we had a couple of guys on the bench as well, didn't we? Uh, if I just quickly uh, jump to it as quickly and as efficiently as possible as I can. On the bench, we had uh, James... Well, Ben Davis is technically a town man now. Let's be honest. Uh, his, his missus is from Grimsby, isn't she? Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that counts. That counts. That counts. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought there was someone like Bre- uh, Brandon Buckley on the bench or something. But there isn't. But, yeah, Charles Vernon was cased, wasn't he? Who was the other guy that was... That sort of oh, it was Henderson, wasn't it? Dean Henderson's grandma lived around here, which is one of the yeah, reasons she, we got on loan. Yeah, she she lives in Cleethorpes or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's outrageous. He's uh, he's going to be our our next England cap, technically. That's a brilliant. I love it. And you've got to think as well. There's a lot of other players in there, like Luke Waterfall, like Matt Green, like Elliot Whitehouse, who will understand the gravity of the the game because they've all been Lincoln players and lived in Lincolnshire for a while. Yeah, I've forgotten about Elliot Whitehouse actually. Yeah, and they get the yeah. obviously they get the honour of playing for the Premier Club in in Lincolnshire. Well, second Premier League, Premier Club. We have to say congratulations to Cleethorpes Town yesterday winning the Lincolnshire Senior Cup. Super. That was brilliant at uh, Lincoln City's ground against Boston United. So uh, Grimsby's uh, uh, youth team and reserves got a bit of a beating from them. Uh, but yeah, that was meant to be a joke. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah. So- so, so that's really sort of the the games covered, Alex. I think sort of now would be a good time to 
um sort of we're approaching the summer really we're just going to be ticking over now until until we get to what will be a really interesting um off season um so i think probably be a good time to reflect on the season so far and then um sort of going into the summer what do you think our priorities are going to be yeah just before we move, i've got to say something elliot hewitt was brilliant yes i thought he was fantastic uh, all yes. the way through that game he's he he had a spell at the start of the season where he was playing fullback and the quality of his crosses into the box were superb. Yeah. And sort of during that middle part of the season where we completely lost our confidence, he sort of disappeared. He was playing in sort of a holding midfield role and, and not really um like a like most of the team sort of didn't look comfortable. Um and then yeah, yesterday or sorry, on Saturday he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, not to mention, what was the other thing? Oh, um, Billy Clark. Where has this guy come from? How did Plymouth let him go? Yeah, I know. He's amazing, isn't he? I think he's, I think on, on my list of priorities, I think he's up there. He needs to be permanent. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, we've got a lot, obviously being a League 2 team, we've got <laughs> a lot of um, free agents coming up. Hang on, let me get the uh, the fabled Cod Almighty. Yeah, I'm, thing. I'm. You're you're one step ahead of me. I'm also doing the th- doing it as well. Right. So, come the end of the season, we will still have Maka is still here till 2022. Yeah. Ollie Battersby, the reserve goalkeeper, is here till 2021. Yeah. Uh, Harry Davis, Bradley Garmston, and Anthony Glennon. Obviously, those two are on loan. They are um, off. Obviously, we will still have Luke Hendry, Elliot Hewitt. Ludwig Omond, Matty Pollock and Luke Waterfall all on another year's contract. Okay, so so let's just focus on the defence then for now. Yeah. You're losing Garmston, who I think is on a short-term deal. Yeah. Glennon, who we have on loan. Yeah. Um, and Harry Davis. Yeah. And you still have Ludwig on the books, even though he's not getting a look in. So, so what what would you be looking to do there? Would you would you be looking for a centre half? Would you be looking for fullback? I mean, two centre halves, two fullbacks. I mean, yeah, I think we, I think looking at that, we're going to be short of of fullbacks. I think Hendry is going to be the only one on the books. Yeah, I think Ludwig will probably be moved on. Uh, um, he's is is a shame, but uh, we're getting to a point where it's a different level now. Uh, and yeah, and it's it's nice that Sean Pearson isn't is here because I think if he if he was still here that we'd be having a very awkward conversation about now um, about keeping I, him on. But that's I, a massive I think, hypothetical. I think the way the way um, Holloway's got set up playing, the ability on the ball is probably more important now than it has been for years for our yeah. centre halves. And to be honest, I think amongst all four of the centre halves currently, that's not particularly a strong point. Agreed. Um, so I think really, I think he'll be looking for for something to fit that mould a bit better. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think I think you could see an entire new. Um, you could see it potentially an entire new defence. Uh, I mean, I other than I, I can see Hewitt start. Uh, sorry, Hendry starting. Yeah. As in one of the fullback slots next season. Other than that, I think. Probably most of those are up for grabs, really, in terms yeah. of starting positions. Apart from probably Matty Pollock. And Matty uh, though Pollock, he doesn't seem—he th- seems quite reserved on playing him, actually. And I think Waterfall will. Pro- I think Waterfall will probably be one of the two centre half starting. Yeah, and if not, he's a good—he's re- a good understudy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
Um, so, so we're not completely bare in the cupboard at, at the back, but I think there's probably a fair bit of work to do. Oh god, yeah, hugely. Um, I think I think Glennon would be a must sign if we can get him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think for he's a been, season he's he's been excellent really yeah. since he joined. Yeah, and I, I, hopefully he's enjoying it. Uh, it's, it seems it's, to be. It's a huge thing. I think there's something. There is something about this club, and it's probably about the fan base, especially obviously away from home. But there's no. It isn't a coincidence that when you think of long-standing players, a lot of them have played for town, and when you think of long-standing managers, so there are six managers that have managed over a thousand games, hasn't there? Three of them have managed at town. Holloway, Buckley and Lenny Lawrence. And also when you're thinking of long-term players who have played at clubs forever. Macca, Tony Ford, uh, and there's somebody else as well that's uh, dropped off my list. But a lot of the players that have played a long time at clubs and have done a lot in the game. I don't know. It's just not a coincidence, I don't think. I didn't know where else where that get was going. I've lost my thought train. So, so we think... Um, definitely work to do at fullback. <laughs> yes, I'm going to keep you on track, Alex. We're going to focus because it's late. Uh, mid- I'm sure so midfield, right? Tell. So, so midfield, right? So midfield, we will be losing uh, Elliot Grandin, Jake Hessenthaler, uh, Elliot Whitehouse, Max Wright, Josh Benson. I mean, so really, the easiest way to look at it is under contract. Definitely, we've got Clifton and Tilly. Yeah, that's it, and that's your lot. Yeah. So I'd like to keep Hessenthaler. I, yeah, I, it's good that he's come back, so he's got a few more games. I think Holloway rates him from from what he's been saying about him. Yeah, definitely, and I'd like to keep Max Wright. Yeah, I think I think Max Wright will be a near certainty. I would hope. I think. I think the others though are really interesting questions in terms of what he does. I think Grandin's been been good since he joined. But yeah, he I been, think he played poorly at Scunny, but I agree. Has he done enough to earn another contract? Dunno. Yeah. Benson again. I think he's had one or two good games, but he's not had a consistent run in the side. No. So he- you don't you don't know what he's thinking about that in terms of a loan again. Um Hessen Tyler, he's coming back from injury, but I think he's probably been our player of the season. Yeah, I agree. He's probably one of the best midfielders in League Two. When you talk about looking at the stats, turnovers and tackles, he's one of the highest every time. He is also one of the highest when it comes to key passes, so making key key sort of movements forward. Uh, so he's huge, and it, we, we really need to keep hold of him, I think. Yeah, definitely. And then... I mean, Whitehouse is an interesting one. I really like Elliot Whitehouse. I I really rate him, but he he sort of fell out of favour with Jolly, and he's he's been in and out of the side with with Holloway. But I think he's shown a lot of flashes. Um, the assist for the Leighton Orient goal being a particular highlight. Yeah, um, I think he's that pr- sort of long longfield ball to Billy Clark. I think he's yeah. I'm I dither on Elliot Whitehouse. I wasn't massively. In favour of him, and if you'd have asked me probably at the start of January, I'd have said, yeah, no, let him go. Uh, but I also, he has been revolutionised under Holloway. But then the question is, is if it depends on who Holloway's got in mind. If he, uh, if Whitehouse is here next year on a two-year contract, I'm not particularly bothered. I think that's a, he's a good engine room to have. I think he's a very sim. I think Clifton, Hessenthaler and Whitehouse are very similar players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that's a that's an issue. Um, and I think that might be the reason why he might not be here next year. Because if you have to toss up between Hassan Tyler and Whitehouse, who are you going to go for? 
you you are probably going to go Hessenthaler. I'd agree with that. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of attacking central midfield options, um, we've got nobody, we're, have we? We're we're pretty light in the cupboard, really. I think James um, Tilly was meant to be that sort of option, yeah, but I haven't seen much of him. No, really. he's been he's been mostly playing in sort of one of the the two wide spots. Yeah. And I guess sort of the the type of midfielder he gets in will depend on the shape that he wants to play. Whether we stick with this four three three or switch to the three five two that he's sort of been employing a bit. Yeah. And, um, and and Max Wright, he's a conundrum. I want to keep him. I really oh, want to keep I, him. I hundred percent think he's worth another contract. Definitely. But I just don't. I just don't know if Holloway, Holloway rates him that much. I, because I, he doesn't play that often, and he was a massive coming into. You think of when we had Limbrick and we were going into that Scunny game. The one person you wanted fit was Max Wright and Hanson. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't seem that sort of same. He doesn't have that same energy at the moment. But then again, against Scunny, he was brilliant. Yeah, I think um, in January, Holloway signed He signed Billy Clark. Vernon came into form. Yeah. Um, Tilly was brought in. Grandin can also has played wide in the past. And all of a sudden, he was sort of fourth or fifth, fifth choice, really. Definitely. Um, but he's young. I still think he's... Certainly, up until January, he was probably the best player with the ball at his feet that we had in the side. Yeah, he's he's and, exciting and, and he's raw, and, isn't he? And for a, for a young product that we've developed, I I hundred percent think that's worth keeping and, and developing further. And to be exceptionally cut cold, he might be slightly cheaper than the other options out there. Uh, yeah, it probably will be. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what the sort of market is for Max, right? Yeah. Whether, yeah, definitely. Whether whether a, a higher up team sort of sees a free agent young winger quick Hello, had Peter flashes, Bro. and whether they think it's <laughs> worth a punt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and then up front, uh, first one I would probably be very easy. Harry Cardwell is off out of contract. Yeah, I, I. To be honest, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice lad, but when Jolly gave him a two year extension I wasn't entirely sure what he's thinking and two years on I still don't know what he was thinking yeah absolutely and then Billy Clark he's obviously only got to the end of this season I would really yeah, like I'd, him to I, two I year contract tomorrow I think he's a he's a must sign definitely yeah Jordan Cook another interesting question yeah um, where would you play him yeah I'd probably take or leave him at the moment I mean sort of you, you look at Jordan Cook is he a true striker no, probably not. Is he a true winger? Probably not. I, he had a he had that really he had a, a real purple patch sort of yeah. earlier in the season where and then he got we, injured, didn't he? We created like that specific role just for him, sort of just behind the front two, mm. where we weren't really playing wingers, um, and he he fitted that really well. But I don't really see Holloway as the type of manager that would that would feed into that and. I think you look at his injury record. He, he's not stayed fit in the two years that he's been here. Yeah. Um, I I think you you probably would would look elsewhere to be honest. And then you've got Matt Green, who is here for another year. Uh, so he's staying. Um, I I I think there's a better player in there than what we're seeing. To be honest. Oh I yeah, I probably agree with you. It's just a, I, you get to that point where you go, it's not a charity game. You you've either got to show up or you've got to be shown the door yeah I, I agree but um, I think strikers in particular are so suspect to form yeah 
and when it's when it's not going right, it really does not go right. Yeah, um, yeah, I so, agree. With so, that. so, so, if he doesn't, if he doesn't look to move him out, I wouldn't be too upset because I, I think we've seen flashes earlier in the season of of the good Matt Green, and if we can get that back, then he'll he'll be useful for us next year. I he think. does have but, a foot like a traction engine, but I tell you something when. When he comes off the bench, though, and you're going, oh, well, if you're two nil, if two one down, twenty minutes to go, and he's coming off the bench, currently at the moment, you're just shrugging your shoulders, aren't you? Yeah, like, but I, I would yeah. say, sort of, up until about November, you'd be like, yeah, okay, bring it on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it depends. It depends which version of Matt Green you're going to get next yeah. season, really. James Hansen is here for another year. That's absolutely fine. Good. Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, just on Vernon, it says they're out contract, but I believe we've got an extra year option on that contract, yeah, so I um, assume we'll ex- just extend it. And then finally, Akeem Rose, who again yeah. another another enigma, really. Um, yeah. If he's cheap, keep him. If he's not, I I don't know because you got you got a lot of young lads coming through now, um, true. sort of in the youth team that are playing in the reserve games that will probably be knocking on the door like Starbuck and Brandon Buckley and how many of these young lads are going to sort of pressure him a bit. Well, give me two seconds because I'm, I'm lucky enough to watch the youth team every now and then and I'll try and think of the, the players that were were stunning. So, Owen Davey is a really good midfielder uh, and he'll probably be coming through. You'll probably start seeing him on the bench next year as you will with Joseph Starbuck. Who's yeah, where he's he's, anyway. he's already on the bench, yeah. and and that really should be a Keem Rose's spot, but he can't stay fit. No, uh, who else was really good in the last couple of weeks? Harvey Drinkle is just it's just a motive of everyone because because <laughs> of the name. Um, oh, who else was pretty good? Number four, who was number four? I think that was Owen Davy, and then um, yeah, Joseph Starbuck. You've got people already looking at him anyway. Uh, this is a good question. I'm. Do you know what? Leave it with me. I'll find out what well, we might be able to get somebody on from the club to, to have a chat about who's coming through and who to watch for. But um, if I go to, does it give us stats on? I doubt it. What are you what are you looking for? Sorry. On, I'm just looking at the youth team, seeing if there's any stats on most scored. Blah blah blah. Oh, I, uh, see. I don't think there's anything like that. Uh, but th- th- there are some talented individuals coming through. Uh, and uh, again, uh, obviously Neil Wood is is a brilliant guy at bringing through young players. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> there will be options next year that you you we won't know of yet. Brandon McPherson might be the other guy I was thinking of. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so 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 then that that leads you to a question with Akeem Rose. You know, I mean, what do you do with him? I would be desperate to see what else is out there. Uh, and that's the thing, isn't it? You you want to be looking at what options there are. He, Ian Holloway, in the last th- six, seven weeks, how long has he been here? Not long, has he? Uh, nine weeks, sorry. He has brought in players that have been fantastic. I can't think of one. Bradley Garmston has been brilliant and effective at times. Anthony Glenn has been brilliant. Uh, Josh Benson has is an absolutely brilliant ball player. Uh, James Tilly haven't seen much of him but from what I could see from Yeovil fans when he he was leaving for us they were absolutely devastated yeah I think I think he's really starting to to, to settle down and really um, 
sort of show show what he's worth the last couple of games to be honest I think next season he could be a real asset yeah Elliot Grandin is something we don't have and I think that's one of the problems we have we don't have someone who's just comfortable on the ball and is happy to move it around and and, and keep it that way uh, and that's probably something we don't really rate as often because we just don't see it we, we see a lot of Jake Hessenthalers and Harry Cliftons a lot of busy midfielders getting and tackling the ball but not doing much with it uh, yeah. and and then you've got Billy Clark up front, who has been phenomenal. I yeah. think he's been a he's been a breath of fresh air. He was exactly like Jordan Cook was at times when he just came on with so much energy and so much would run everything down into the ground. And I think that's one of Matt Green's problems is when you have got someone like Billy Clark who chases everything and runs into the ground for everything. And Matt Green is quite lucid and quite. Uh, not ponderous, but the way he his gait is and the way he runs is quite like that. And he doesn't, he isn't a he isn't a bee. He isn't running from left to right. He's quite. He will pick his time and pick his moments, which a lot of strikers strikers are entitled to do that. I mean, Gary Lineker made an entire career of it. But that's that's the comparison that it kills you, doesn't it? Because you're going, why yeah. are you not chasing that down when it's going down the channel here and and there? And uh, but yeah, so. It's going to be. There's going to be a fair few. There's more people that. There's less people in staying on the seat next season than I thought there was. Yeah, which gives Holloway a lot of scope to to manoeuvre. Biggest budget and, ever. And you you look at you look at what we've just been through, and you you could argue probably at least two two new faces starting in the back four. Yeah. Probably at least you could argue two new centre midfielders starting if you're playing a four four three, four yeah. three three. And you probably one new winger. I mean, you could have four or five new players in the starting eleven by the time we line up next season. We could look a very different team altogether again. Yeah, and that, I mean, unfortunately, League Two and League well, lower league clubs are like that anyway, aren't they? And that, this is one of the things you have nowadays since Bosman is that you don't have the same players anymore. We were quite lucky last year that we had a relatively sta- stable squad, didn't we? Yeah, and, we uh, did. Yeah, and and, uh, and there's still there's still a core there, definitely. Mm. Well, you've um, still got a good spine. You, you're, you're looking at your spine being Maka, Pollock, Hessenthaler, and Hansen, I'd say. Yeah, and, and you've got Waterfall, who will feature regularly. Yeah. You've got Hendry, who's going to feature regularly. You've got players like Clifton. And Clark. And, and, and Clark. Well, no, you don't have Clark. You've got yeah. Tilly. Um, so, so, I mean, you're probably going to have 11 or 12 returners at least. Um, and quite a lot of room to manoeuvre. It was absolutely, and there's there is so much good stuff to to go on at the moment. Like, I mean, uh, only Sunderland have moved up more places in the league than we have since the turn of the new year, in in all four leagues. Uh, so uh, they've moved up seven places. We've we've moved up five. The same as Derby County. Uh, no one else has moved up more positions than that. And considering how tight League One is. So I think anything from second down to ninth currently are, are separated by like two points. Um, that's huge. That's massive. Uh, also, uh, well, one of the best things is Hull have slipped the most places. They've slipped nine places. Uh, Scunny have slipped five. They're that one was, of the highest. That was going to be my other talking point, how glorious it is when Hull will inevitably get relegated. We will talk about that then. And what was the other one? Uh since the start of the new year, only Plymouth, Brentford, Crew. And Peterborough in the whole top four divisions have scored more goals than Town. That's huge, considering how we couldn't buy a goal before New Year. No, Plymouth no, have scored I, twenty. Yeah, sorry. 
since since Holloway's come in, the the complete switch in mindset has been incredible to see. And we got a, um, and I know we when we, we get hammered sometimes, and and obviously our our frailties were showing up against Plymouth and and Northampton, but they're going to be. And um, there are going to be games next season, even if we're very good, where we're going to get hammered because of the way we're going to play. Because we yeah. do leave our central defenders exposed and our, our fullbacks push up quite high. Uh, but I would much prefer to play like that. Yeah, absolutely. Value for money. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to make it exciting. You want to make it interesting. Attendances have risen slowly. Uh, there is talk next year of being able to, to move people around so we can have the Osman stand if we need it and if the crowds are there that's the thing is, is to make sure that we're doing that and to try and emulate and it, sound, it sticks in your craw but trying to emulate what Lincoln City did they're, they're, they've just sold four and a half thousand season ticket season tickets for next year already and yeah. the, the tickets the season tickets are like 380 quid I think for renewals and they're 420 I think if you're buying a new one so it's not it's not dirt cheap no, and I think the sooner we get them on sale, the better. Yeah. Um, and just if we could, if we could win a few more games before we finish the season, and really sort of go into the summer with a real bit of momentum, which we haven't done for years, um, I think we could be on to a royal winner next season. As long as we all don't die. Fingers crossed. And on, that, and, on, and, on, and on that note, Alex, how is the cough? Yeah, my cough is fine. Uh, it's 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 okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being self isolated just yet, but um, we are being encouraged to work from home. Um, uh, but it's going to be interesting, man. And it's going we go. The players are going away for a, a warm European season tour. Uh, uh, yeah, but there's, no, there's no games yet, though. Yeah, there's no games yet. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. someone could bind Ollie in the pub and twist his arm. Just just give us one game. The Ibiza Cup, bring it back. The Ibiza Cup. Galley will be on for that. Galley would absolutely love it, would he? That would be brilliant. We went to Derry once, I think, in a pre-season tour. Should we? Um, should we make that our our summer podcast campaign then? Bring 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 the Ibiza Cup. Yeah, bring it home. That would it's be brilliant. Home. Oh, who wouldn't want that? A couple it's of days away in the sun. That would actually be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think this. We've talked about it. I don't know if we can ever put our finger on it, but. If we went away now and we did something like that, how many fans do you think would take to, let's say, we were going to play a small club in Seville? A few hundred? I reckon it'd be more. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'd reckon it'd be it stupid. Depends, it depends where and when because of flight prices. True. If, I, it, if it was if it was like Ibiza in July, you'd be struggling. <laughs> but I reckon if it was somewhere in June or something like that, can you imagine if we played someone in Holland? Oh yeah, well, well, somewhere sort of in the the Flemish region of Belgium, maybe. Yeah, there'd be a thousand. I, I yeah, possibly. I mean, everybody loves know. an away day, and we're going to take it. Lo- we're going to take it on the road. Everyone does love an away day. This is true. We'll take them on the road when we finally make it into Europe in a few years, Alex. Exactly. So you not, were ta- that, not that I'm optimistic or anything. <laughs> you were um, you were talking as well about your delight in Hull crashing through the through the leagues. They are on their way down. They are well on their way to League One. What do you think is happening there? Well, I mean... 
I mean, we don't want this to sound like the um, the the the, <laughs> the football forum. Even but. even <laughs> even a Grimsby Town podcast spends its time talking about <laughs> whore, but it is just so funny. So, I mean, well, they they sell they sell their two best players, Burnsy. I tell you, and we're not one game since. I don't know, but I'm looking at their form. They sold um, Jared Bowen and uh, who was the other one? I have no idea. Camille Grzycki, didn't they? They sold Grzycki. Do they still have Fraser Campbell? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Basically, they've not won a game since they sold those two players. And the first game after they sold the two players, Burnsy said, are you in a relegation fight when they were like 13th? Yeah. And um, old Grant McCann spat his dummy out. And then after they got dicked 4-0 last week, Burns was like, so, so about that relegation scrap. And you're now two points off relegation. Smug as you like. You could not get a man that was more smug than Burns asking that question. But you could, but they could be saved, couldn't they? Because obviously Charlton, who are the last play, place team in that, are in financial trouble. The, the financial state of the EFL that Sean Harvey has left so many teams in is an absolute disgrace, but I think that's a rant for another time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. All in League One in a couple of seasons, apart from Scunny here in the conference. Yeah, oh, yeah, give it two years and play them in League One. Now oh, there's, then there's your away day, Alex. There you go. I mean, League, League One would be brilliant. League Two is terrible. I mean, for me down south, it's not too bad, but League One... Just take you there for a moment, Henry. These would be your away days. Doncaster, Blackpool, Lincoln. Actually, it's a bit shit. It used to be pretty good for up north. I would love a, I would love Blackpool away day, to be fair. But being a soft southerner that lives five minutes from Cambridge's ground, I am all in favour of playing Cambridge. You'd have Wickham, Gillingham, Burton, uh, Milton Keynes. Oh, Atletico just scored. Oh, did they? What's the score in that now? Uh, it's extra time. It's now two one uh, to Liverpool on the night and two two on aggregate. But so, Athletic having away goal. Oh dear, that could be entertaining. Uh, but yeah, we could even have Pompey or Oxford. You could get oh, a bit Pom- of your Pom- Pompey would be good, wouldn't it? You'd have your well, no, we got dicked four nil last time. Yeah, I was gonna say, but we might be actually decent this time. You'd have Peterborough maybe. Yeah, Peterborough, Peterborough would take a lot too, I think. We've not played them for a long time in the league. Get to see old Siriki. Old Siriki, he'd 100% score, wouldn't he? <laughs> not that we're getting carried away talking about two seasons' time. But. Make it, make it, make it change, wouldn't it? Uh, it depends. If we pay him after January, he won't show up. Um, yeah, but it's it's a strange one. I don't know what to say when we're in, uh, well, in good this spirits. Is, this, is, this is the problem with a mid-table team. What's a fucking a Liverpool podcast talk about? Apart from conceding to Atletico Madrid. <laughs> I don't know. Something, do, they're going to find something to moan about, no doubt. What do they talk about? I don't get it. I don't I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's it's on, all rosy. On, on that note, we will see you in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, pleasure to talk to you all. Thank you very much for listening in. Uh, we shall see you all very soon. And uh, be lucky. No, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Don't die. Don't die. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Sing happy wash birthday it, wash twice. Wash your hands, you're, you dirty bastards. And if not, we will put this out as an emergency broadcast and you'll be able to hear Sing When We're Fishing as some sort of paragon of virtue and some sort of safe haven at some point. 
could you imagine in the apocalypse if I ever take BBC Cambridge and I just start playing Sing When We're Fishing? <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just uh, what was the really terrible song we used to have when we sat next to each other? Uh, One Step Beyond. Oh, cool. glorious. <laughs> and what was the other? I don't know what the other one was. But when in doubt. If the apocalypse starts, people, Puckeridge Barracks, that's where I will be. You can join me there. And we will start a new revolution and we might even be in the top league if if, if I take charge. Yeah, we'll start our own league. With yeah, we'll Black start Jack. our own league on our own and we'll play Dorking Wanderers. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Bye. That'll do.